Oh crap, my brain just froze and I pressed record. What the fuck? Alright. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, winners and losers. Two men have risen above. No kidding. I'm gonna like leave this in there, but anyway, um this is the Square Circle Podcast. You are listening to Marie Shadows, your host. We are joined by Epic, Gio, and Russ. We are here to talk about everything in professional wrestling. It is our passion uh, where we get to share it all together every single week. And also, happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Give me that candy, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I miss those. Uh, some people tend to ruin Halloween with their like political bullshit. I actually miss that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was nice and fun back in the day. Okay, nice and fun. Anyway, um, yeah. a whole bunch of kids with Richard Nixon masks saying, "I'm not a crook." <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Just hearing them in the background, just like, I am not a crook. I'm like, easy there. Easy. And this is a wonderful segue into talking about WWE Crown Jewel. Um, I personally did not uh, watch it this year. I did watch it last year and wrote an article about it. Uh, But this year, um, I was getting caught up with some other wrestling promotions. But I personally... Well, before we talk about the ending, Alpha Russ, do you want to talk about the women's match? Uh, this is a big deal. It uh, is. I, I would like to say this is, um, of course, a couple years ago they did. Uh, it was Sasha Banks versus I think uh, actually it was Natalia. I think in that one. Bailey. No, uh, Natalia. Um, in another Crap. country that they really never did. Uh, a women's match before but they wore bodysuits now the one thing that bothered me a bit uh, and and i know they they it was must have been like a last minute kind of kind of a deal which uh, i mean it is what it is i'm not gonna not gonna pick any uh brains on it but uh just the fact that they put like and i'm not even making this up you can look up the photos uh literally like a the smallest logo of of the heart foundation logo bret hart logo Mm -hmm. on on natalia and then like a generic lace evans uh logo that's like two times smaller than the shirt yeah just kind of like i mean but it is what it is but um for those that who've kind of been following uh Rawls uh women's division well not anymore now because uh Lacey's going to SmackDown. Um this was a rivalry that has been happening for the last two months and a couple good matches here and there. A, a very horrible one on the premiere. Um but th- out of all of them, I think that this match uh I watched about three fourths of it. Uh, I didn't get to see the ending but uh, on the Twitter, uh, official WWE Twitter, it showed uh, what happened after the match. Lacey Evans 
breaking kayfabe, which very rarely you see in WWE anymore. Yeah. Uh, just, just breaks down in tears and and there's Natalia and they're celebrating like this is the the this is a bigger moment than I think uh, the media will take take as is because I mean you know everyone's against certain things that Saudi Arabia has done I'm not going to go into politics of that but um, you know it, it, it's a big deal because that can open up doors for like companies like Rick of Honor and uh, Impact that who have a women's division uh, to potentially inter- go entertain smaller venues down the line uh, which I, I think WWE's definitely helping that aspect out because i i doubt impact or ring of honor would uh leave out the women's division now especially in that kind of thing are you saying that they're opening the doors because they're in saudi arabia that eventually other partnerships can happen with other wrestling companies right no i'm I'm saying uh the ability that they're gonna they're actually going to be able to uh, uh, have other promotions come over um, and understand like, okay, these are the guidelines uh, that the government of the Prince of Saudi Arabia uh, approves of. Uh, You have to get special permission from the government, et cetera, et cetera, for women's matches, a stricter guideline on attire. Um, in terms of the women's division match, but it does open up the door for that. It oh, okay. Does open up the door for all right because I knew wrestling to happen. In yeah. Arabia. Um, which by the way, I never really thought of it like that because um, I I think it's despite whatever Saudi Arabia does is not really our place, but like because it's entertainment and you're getting lost in this awesome reality that it, um that is wrestling. Um, yeah, I didn't think of it like that, that, um, there, that there could be doors opening for other companies if they ever want to pursue that. And it doesn't only have to be with Saudi Arabia too. It could be somewhere in Spain or in Italy, you know, somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, I did notice that, uh, on Twitter, someone, uh, captured a moment when, uh, a fan threw a water bottle at Natalia and Natalia's face was just like, really? I was like, oh, come on, man. Well, I mean, in in a in a country which currently right now in in the Middle East alone, there's over seventeen out of the the forty five countries that make up the uh, the Middle East uh, that are very strict uh, in in the uh, uh, what what I I can't remember the. Uh, name of the uh laws but uh uh most women have to wear uh was known as a hijab and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and only their eyes can be seen which i think that's uh sharia law there you go that's what i was yeah yeah. but um i i find it that uh if i could end it right here go ahead saying um i i definitely think uh this has opened doors for uh, women's wrestling to uh, grow 
inside of a, a a community and in this case a country's community that is even though they're very tightly like to the to the law of sharia law they're going to be able to make uh make waves and we might see you know the next becky lynch coming from saudi arabia or you know some someone like that yeah, yeah, I totally, totally get, get that. that. Um, um, this thing should be picking up my voice. voice. I got, I got my, my desktop speakers, speakers on. on. They, they should, should be picking up my voice. Even though I got my headphones. Um, um, all right. Well, yeah, well, yeah I, gotta I gotta hear you guys. guys. Anyway, um, this, this is probably gonna, gonna be a bit of a spoiler for anyone that's listening to us when um this goes up, and I know that um both. Epic and Geo have, have yet to uh, watch the full Crown Jewel, but the ending. Um, is it good to go to the ending? Yeah, we could, we could go to the ending real quick. All right, so at the ending, I don't know. Well, I think, uh, you know, the Phoenix finishes the Manual Claw or not. That picked up, uh, that, that allowed him to pick up the victory against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is no longer our... Um, Raw Universal Champion, Champion. now The Fiend is. So, my, my question, question is to everyone here that wants to input is, um, do you, you think, think it's a little, little too late? late? To repair the damage that happened at Helen's? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, uh, with, with this event, emanating on halloween and uh and not only that with uh their first dlc for uh wwe 2k20 coming out uh this past tuesday it, it kind of made sense in a way because it's it's the perfect storm to actually put the belt on the fiend the only question i have now and in, in the um in, in the reaction uh videos that i watched a little bit before we we got on air one of the one of the people uh lori blake from uh russell talk which is we'll we'll give him a mad shout out because we love those guys over the over in the pond um, yeah <laughs> uh he, he said something that really resonated with me uh in their predictions video he said that that if the fiend goes uh wins this match does that mean there's gonna be another trade, uh, mm. so that way he can keep the title belt. Because the last thing they need is honestly a uh, a uh, a vacant belt. Yeah. yeah. So, unless they're gonna create a whole new raw champion, but kind of like the like when. Uh, uh, the WWE champion was uh, drafted over to Monday Night Raw when it was John Cena that was the champion. And then kind of like a 360 kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. I could see that happen. I don't think Lesnar's going anywhere, especially with uh, what Fox is willing to put in for their pool for uh, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think two things are going to happen. So... Either Fiend goes back to Raw uh-huh. and defends on Raw, or 
they deem it invalid because he's a SmackDown superstar and the title goes back as vacant, which would be a stupid move. But, I mean, given the fact that, like, you know, there's a lore for, like, you know, I don't know what it is what they want to do with the Fiend character as of right now, mm-hmm. which is unbelievably stupid. They they had something great going and now they're just uh, beating it to the ground. Yeah, yeah I, I know. know. Um, I don't, don't know, know how to feel about, about it. Even when, when I saw it on Twitter, I couldn't really react as if, like, you know, I would have been happy at Hell in a Cell if you would have got it then because it felt right. Even, even if, if like, like it, it may have been, been too early for the Fiend to get it, it but now, now that you, you crowned, you know, know the Fiend, the, the champion at, at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, Arabia that, that sort of takes, takes it away from, from, from us, in, in a way, because, because WWE always had these house shows, and they always did the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, but, like, there was never a change there, you know, it would have been probably a little bit better to, to like have maybe a title change at a house show just so we could get the hype and then you know maybe in an alter universe the freaking fiend was champion coming into crown jewel as that and retains it i think that would have probably been better i just don't know where we go from from here um and then i also want to mention too that uh i get those wwe emails that tell me what's going to be happening on uh uh, Smackdown? Smackdown? So, so apparently, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt is going to be a guest on um, Ms. TV. But The Fiend is the WWE champion. His alter ego. But is Bray going to be carrying the championship? I don't, I don't know. know. That's, That's a, a very good question. question if um, Bray is going to be carrying the championship. championship. Um, it's it's going to be... Like... What happened? Like he's had... It's like he has two personalities. There's Bray Wyatt, the fire fun happy person. There's the dark entity known as the Fiend. And since he is now the new Universal Champ, the question is, should there be a trade? It would make sense because you don't have a top champ on Raw. You just have the women's the tag team, I believe, the United, United States. States. So the outcome could be okay. Maybe Bray's going to announce that the theme is going to be dropped to Raw. And probably with that exchange, you could have Seth be drafted to SmackDown, which ideally. Puts him on this. We we'll put him on the same brand as mm-hmm. Roman, and yeah. then you just have to figure. What would you do with? Because technically, Seth lost to a SmackDown Super. That's like cross promoting overseas. So mm. I've been trying to play that out. Okay, because the screw up that happened at Hell in the Cell. They had to put the match can't be stopped no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, because that that was that was something that uh, I think a lot of people really had an issue with uh, the ending of Hell and Cell. Yeah. They they should have owned up to it and said, "Hey, made a mistake. Oops." Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then um, 
to, to pick him? I'm like, huh? Uh, I, had I had wanted to. to. It was a referee stoppage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had wanted to piggyback off that for you, Russ, because um, two, two, two things. things. One, that's, that's why, why this podcast got started, started because I got pissed off at hell in the cell. Two, you are you are one hundred percent right in that they should have owned up to it because now the fans all turn on Rollins and putting all the blame on him, and you know, in the background putting blame on Vince or whoever made the call. But now Seth is in this weird. I don't, I don't know. know. He's in the he's in the same uh, wheelhouse that Roman was in, and then obviously Roman announcing his like he came back. And yeah, then, and like everyone was like, oh, we can't we can't be mad at a guy that who who, who came back from cancer once and gave yeah. him that again. So it's I kind of I I kind of feel bad for Seth because you know he doesn't. Um, he doesn't have anything like, like an injury, uh, to to kind of like just say, hey, look, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, um, but I think what's gonna happen is because, and I did uh look at the GIF. Someone posted like uh multiple angles of the, uh, of the sister Abigail to the concrete. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh from the looks of it, that um the way uh the fiend executed that ver the uh that variation of the sister Abigail and made it look like it literally popped his head off his shoulders. Oh. I think they're gonna I think that what's gonna happen is they're gonna say like Seth had it has an injury, but we have to also announce that He's been he's gonna be traded to SmackDown. And then you're gonna give him this uh couple month break because I mean obviously from uh looking at it from uh their standpoint with the fact that um Stasha had a three month break. Yeah Bray uh not Bray, uh Finn Balor oh. had a two month break. And I, I honestly think for this heat especially mm -hmm. this type of heat yeah. that he got i think mm -hmm. he needs to be out of it till a little bit before i would say either the royal rumble yeah or i would say the night or like make a matchup happen for wrestlemania yeah, yeah I, I totally agree, agree with that. that. He, he needs time off TV, uh, especially, especially time, maybe some time, time away from the business because I'm not agreeing with uh, everything that he's been saying, um, yeah. which, you know, you know, it definitely sounds like a company man, and I totally get it sometimes when you work for a company and you enjoy what you do. Of course, you're going to be like, you know, this is the best company to work for, oh, you should come work here. I totally get that. But, but we're in the day and age where everything is on the internet and everything gets criticized and talked about that, you know, it's kind of hard to say now what's the best company out there. And, you know, to even go after AEW and uh, Kenny about, like, Kenny hasn't proved anything because he's in, he wasn't in WWE. And it's like, why are you burying yourself? Like, like I don't, I don't know, man. I think that sometimes I think he forgets about the fact that he came from ROA. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I have a problem with. with. He does have Japan experience. A lot of people 
uh, are like, he, he didn't wrestle Japan. He didn't have that. No, he actually did. Yeah. Um, he wrestled, uh, I think, a total of four tours. He did uh, his last tour before he went to WWE was with uh, when Ring of Honor was with Noah. And yeah. That was the year before they announced the New Japan deal, which I kind of, I kind of find very ironic about that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, there was even talks. I guess Ring of Honor wanted him to be there to actually, uh, which so this this was something that I read. Uh, Meltzer would have to uh, had to look this up, but uh, some sources were saying uh, back in those days before they announced that uh, Seth Rollins, aka Tyler Black, yeah, was in the Indies. Uh, was actually going to get scheduled to become uh, Noah's first Gaijin world champion. Oh, uh, wow. Obviously, years later, that went to Eddie Edwards. But, um, yeah, that that was a big deal. And, like, he was actually supposed to be the first person to be a two-time Ring of Honor world champion as well. Yeah, because, yeah, um, um... Damn, damn who, what, uh, uh, was it? I don't, I don't know why I want to say Austin Aries was the first one to be a two-time... Uh, the first one, one to be two time? Was, hold on, I'll have to look this up. But I think it was Jay Briscoe. It, it might, yeah, yeah, it might have been, been one of the Briscoes, yeah. yeah. Which, Which, by, by the, the way, they're cool. They're, they're cool, cool in real life, life man. man. They're, they're cool, cool people. people. Yeah, um, they're the coolest people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they gave uh, they gave me a hug during the big event when they weren't really supposed to be there, and I mean, I was never told to tell that story, but you know, they gave me a hug for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 they gave me a hug. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk, talk more about like Seth Rollins' comments and how you guys feel about it as a whole. Where like you know he says that the fans whine for everything, which is true. You got to weed out the the idiots, which I'm gonna call them idiots. Um, and if I get heat for that, that's totally fine. Um, and then you got to weed out you know all the other ones and stuff, but. Did, 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 did Seth, Seth Rollins' comments bother any of you guys? Um, not really. I was surprised I know, because called, called, you know, the, all elite wrestling not like a big deal. Like you brush it off, not something that could be equal to WWE. Yeah, WWE's like top notch, but AEW is getting. It's has a good fan base. It's growing. The energy is good. And it's getting, like, known all over with different billboards. He probably could have said it very differently than how he said it. Maybe to him, he wasn't, like, bothered. Maybe he just wanted to see what kind of... I don't know. It bothered me. It's just, you know, he's been in like this rut like last year everybody loves Seth Intercontinental Champion won the Royal Rumble this year defeated Brock Lesnar now it's just like you hear Seth Seth Rollins like we don't like you Seth I like Seth there's just you know if you're gonna dig and dig and dig how far do you dig that's just my take and lately, it seems like, and I'm I'm looking at uh, Becky Lynch's uh, his, in real life fiance, 
Um, and a lot of the things that she's been saying um, are super, super annoying. annoying. It, it, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I just. I, I know. I know. But it, it, it's like I, I kind of realized uh-huh. that I think they're going to do the first intergender like double turn because you look at how cocky uh becky lynch is getting and plus no one doesn't realize this she only had one good heel run in uh nxt when uh, she debuted with uh dana brooke that's a trivia question for y'all y'all by the way and sasha banks i should say also but um just looking at her twitter um like she's she's upping herself like she is like the best thing since sliced bread and uh yeah, yeah she, she is doing that she, she came she came after jr she, she uh praised jr, JR and then uh, basically told him off, off. And, <laughs> and i was, I was like, like oh god, god can, can you please, please stop? stop like at, at this point it doesn't, doesn't even seem like entertaining where i could get behind her and i could be like yeah you you did prove you are you know the man um even though it's you wrong but okay but, but you, know, you know, after, after a while, it's just, just like, you need something new, you need something fresh. This, this whole attitude of you being the baddest bitch there is is not going to last very long because someone else is going to come along and knock you off your throne. throne. It, it happens in real life. Like, you know, she really wanted to be real life. It's going to end up being that way. Unless WWE protects their assets. God, I don't know what I got me upset. I think... Yeah, you sound I very think upset. This is about definitely going to be a, a, a double, a double turn, uh, heel turn, because, um, like I think it's already happened with Becky, mm-hmm. but like from a far away perspective, uh, because you you're starting to hear that uh the boo, um, hear hearing them boo, yeah, and and I think what's happening is especially for this uh raw women's uh title pitcher right now you noticed in the draft charlotte was drafted back to raw yeah Yeah. so i think they're trying to redo this flare babyface lynch heel yeah type of deal because you know a lot of people are starting to say like well the man thing's kind of getting annoying you know like she's only showing one emotion that's ass kicker sometimes mm-hmm. the ask the part of my french by the way too but uh the the one thing i always remembered uh someone told me in uh, radio tv class about acting in general if you have a, an actor that only works on one gear then you need to start looking at other people to replace them in future movies which wow. that that says a lot so, it does and in the fact that they want uh charlotte to be like this um to be like in the same twilight uh, as her father mm-hmm. um I, I think i think another rain is going to happen before the end of the year yeah probably, probably maybe i think this is going to be her longest reign to date the only reason why i'm saying that is because Ric Flair only had two uh two title reigns that were very long. And ironically enough, it was his WWE uh championship run and then his 
second to last run as the world heavyweight champion WCW. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, not true. WCW, NWA. My oh. bad. I apologize. But, it was, but either way, it was, it was, it was one, one of those two. two. Yeah. yeah. It, was it was one, one of those two, two. NWA or WCW. Because every time you see the, the big belt on SmackDown, you're like, oh, that's Ric Flair's belt. Like, I've always called it the Ric Flair belt because he always held it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I just felt, felt like it's, it's way, way too, too much company, company uh, like company man being presented to try to tell people WWE, WWE is the best when it's like WWE, WWE get your shit together because right, right now you are in this war that you don't want to admit, you know, know? And, and like, I don't, I don't even have to talk about ratings. It's, it's just a matter of feeling the products out and knowing what you want to watch more than the other. Um, but, but now, now I might, might have to really, really watch NXT because of Finn Balor and because of what Rigo announced on NXT for the women, which right now they're doing historical things, but that heel turn that Balor is doing, when he said uh, that he doesn't watch the business, the business, the business watches him, that I was like, oh shit, that's, that's, that's super powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. I was shocked that um he turned like oh mm-hmm. my mouth dropped up. They 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 said um uh people uh, uh that were in the building last Wednesday uh-huh. uh for that heel turn a lot of people said uh as Johnny Gargano was getting carted out like you could you it, it was that type of silence that only like a small audience uh atmosphere can do yeah because you, they they said you could you could hear a pin drop and because it was just that silent which which makes this heel turn all so much better because i think in theory what's happening is we're gonna slowly see um and it's not gonna happen this upcoming uh nxt uh uh, takeover because I think they're gonna wait it out till the end of the year and then do the first one uh, in I think it would be January mi- middle of January I think that's when the 2020 Royal Rumble happens but I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna see uh, Roderick Strong lose lose the um, uh, North American North title uh to velveteen dream probably not i think uh i think what's gonna happen is uh roderick strong's definitely gonna be uh facing keith lee uh i've 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 seen one of their uh few matches on pwg Uh um it it was a very entertaining match um uh and, and screw 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 Meltzer when I say this that that <laughs> match was actually five star match like <laughs> he gave it like I think it was a four point three I was like you got to be kidding me Meltzer come on it, that, it that was Meltzer. that was, it had everything I mean <laughs> like, like, it had everything I mean, I mean we're gonna, gonna have he's to a perfectionist use... though yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna have to sprinkle you know, know some freaking young, young bucks, bucks merch on to, to make it a five star match. match. <laughs> Give me some flip flops. Yeah, yeah flip flops. Which, Which by, by the way, way I, will I will say on this podcast, I will buy those flip flops. I need those young bucks money flip flops, and then I also need like, like you know, I want, I want the, the money, money too. too but, but you know, <laughs> you, you would like to have the um, 
the the flip flops. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, would too, too, man. Um, I, I would, would love to have that. that. But let's let's, let's wait to AEW for that for, for yeah. all yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, 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 I, I want to ask you, Russ, if you can recommend me a match that like Keith Lee had that was good because he, he did, did wrestle in the indies, indies right or, or like yes. is okay because uh, i can't like, like i can't get behind this guy and i have no idea why and, and i if, if you, you can give me like a match maybe like i can watch it and see if i can like get behind honestly, him honestly i would say watch all three of his matches in nxt with donovan dijak uh-huh those matches were really good um i think uh hold on here might be mistaken oh okay and uh ricochet versus keith lee during uh the now defunct may it rest in peace uh defiant wrestling at the time pro wrestling uh the wcpw uh what culture pro wrestling uh uh pro wrestling world cup usa bracket round two oh uh, that they did two years ago between him and Ricochet. That was actually a really good match. And uh, also, I think, and I might be mistaken, this might, uh, the only, like, in terms of YouTube uh-huh. match, um, their only matchup between Keith Lee and Brian Cage, hmm. which... Uh, by the way, uh, I I know I know this is on the uh, bracket, but uh, mad love to uh, Sammy Callahan for finally winning the big one. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah! I totally you forgot about that. Won the big one, folks. <laughs> oh my god, he's a draw now. Yeah, a real draw. <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally forgot about that. Um, I was, I was passing by on my Twitter, Twitter timeline. Twitter timeline. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Sammy, congratulations. Come, come on the show. We we would greatly appreciate it. I mean, I mean, if I can reach out to him, him that'd be great. great. Um, I'd probably, probably do that. that. Uh, I just, we'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, still, still on the topic of, like, NXT or whatnot, this is a promo shout-out as well. I'm not getting paid for this at all, but it was announced that November 9th and November 10th, Evolve will be at Queens and Brooklyn, and they're going to be having Advocate. Johnny Gargano and Champa there to do um, autograph signings on November 9th. And, and on November 10th, Adipo will be doing a seminar. By the way, it's not paid. Like, I'm not getting paid to say this. It's just that I want to throw a paid thing. It's not. I just want to throw it out there because I would love to get those guys on the podcast just to talk about stuff. Um, and I hope that it can go through. We could actually get that done. And um, I still like the fact that they're utilizing evolve you know evolve is homegrown uh gabe who does the booking over there and everything you know he's still a good guy and everything um i used to help out for evolve and being like part of the ring crew and just helping out people and stuff like that so yeah evolve is coming back well probably not coming back they've probably been doing shows and i don't know but that's what's happening uh, for, for any fans out there, you know, listening to this, if you, you want to try to get their attention to have, have them come on the podcast, podcast, all you have to do is just like retweet, comment. That's, that's like the, the, the freest form of uh, paying, paying us back, back in, in a way. way. Yep. Um, 
Uh, uh, let me see. see. Uh, so, so the the, the women, women in NXT, NXT are so great. great. Um, they're, 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 they're so, so exciting. exciting. And because Mayhem, Mayhem have broken, broken out during the last episode, episode um, William Regal was like, we're going to have war games. games. This, this is, is the first time ever women are going to be in a war games style gimmick match, match whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what, what are your, your thoughts, guys? I love it. I'm ready for it. Uh, I, I like it, but I, I have some issues with uh, one particular competitor that's in the match, and of course uh, it is uh, the the bestest. Um, you gotta yeah, tell me who that is. Hold on, who's the bestest? Her name, excuse me real quick, but I apologize in advance. Uh, it's okay, because I have Bianca Blair. There oh, you go. oh, she's, she's called, called... Oh, that's, that's right, that's right. That makes sense. The bestest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I feel like th this was like uh, out of nowhere stealth turn. And I think the only reason why I say that is because the fact that as soon as uh, Rhea Ripley came on to NXT uh, TV here in the States, uh, I think both Io Shirai and uh, uh, Beyond just kind of see the fact that, you know, they're trying to steal her thunder. Like, like it, it's kind of the... Uh, and, and I like to use this because it, it's a great analogy. It's the Cassius Ono theory, which is you know, you have this world traveler striker, you have your, you, and, and he's going to be established, he's going to be established uh, person to push talent, everything. Uh -huh. and then you get these new shiny toys and everyone's like, Cash is who? Mm. You know? Okay. okay. And, and I think that's, that's their, their spot right now is because Cassius, like, and and I've seen Cassius in in person before. He he's 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 a tremendous athlete. He is. Like, throughout the years, yep. no matter big or skinny or slightly muscular, um, he he will still go at that same gear that he's known for, uh, since his early days in Ring of Honor, um, yep, and C CCW too, um. But I think what's going on, what that's the position that Yoshirai and uh, Bianca Blair is in. So I think the fact that they did that is kind of a interesting uh, thing that they can do because that could play as a role to um, to eventually like tear down the the four horsewomen down once yeah. and for all well in this case the three and that could make it into uh where Shayna baszler is gonna lose the nxt women's title eventually but the question is whoever gets that pinfall on her which i'm, I'm assuming that's gonna be the finish someone's gonna pin or tap out uh Shayna baszler but the question is who yeah, yeah. Because we also have, have like Candice in here too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's Candice LeRae, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Ooh, Team Kick. Yeah. Is... Dakota Kai and uh, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, know the other chick's, chick's name. name. I'm so uh, sorry. Tiana? Tegan. Yeah. 
AKA Lady Kane. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love Lady her choke slams. They're just the best. Why wow, you don't like, see that, that often a woman doing a choke slam? Yeah, like she she's like five I think she's like five eight, five nine, around my height. And she she could lift some girls up. Like I I sat there. I'm like she's going to heaven. Nope, she's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn, dude. dude. <laughs> okay. okay. She, she going, going to heaven. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> she going to heaven. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> like right. I I personally believe if there was a, ever one intergender match between uh, Drake Maverick and uh, <laughs> Tia Knox, she would send him straight to hell. Oh, oh my, my god. god. And uh, I will I will I will applaud and give her like a fake Oscar and say that was the best performance. Five stars, like ten stars. And, and, and we, we all, all know, know that, that uh Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick would like, like <laughs> we, we all know, know that Drake, Drake would love it. it. <laughs> He'll, He'll love it. it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> unless the unless uh the twenty four seven title is around round her waist. Then that that would be even more. That'd be, That'd be funny. funny. Yeah. That, that belt, man. I thought I, thought I was, was going to hate that, that belt, belt, but that, that belt is pretty cool, cool yeah. to just, just have around. But anyway, no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, something something that a lot of people pointed out was there's only there's five girls for Team Baszler, and then there's uh, for Rhea's team, it's only four girls. So that's opening a lot of questions for who um, might actually be on their team. And it, it it strikes me as uh, ironic. They just signed to NXT. Uh, uh, I just had her name. Uh, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Which, oh, that's right. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Means if they if, and she's been in Evolve for mm -hmm. a while now. So yeah. you might assume she might be one of the only few that actually will get to debut and not spend too much time in the WWE uh, performance, performance center. Yeah. I, I think she's going to be the mystery partner uh, for, for team Ripley because, you know, they're, they're going to set it up, say like, well, we, we've looked far and wide for a tag team partner. We, 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 we were confused. We, we didn't know what to do. We needed someone that who knows how to cause chaos in a war. Hmm. That's or her. in this case out have tank. the balls yeah. to do it and then comes out Sh uh, Shotzi Blackheart in her tank mm -hmm. and chicken by the way yeah she has a chicken additionally to the tank which if you follow Shotzi Blackheart on Instagram you, you'd see it and you'd be like she had all that she's going to NXT wow <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how do you guys, guys feel about uh, Shayna Baszler still being uh, an NXT Woman Champion? champion? I think I she think might it... break Oscar's record. But... Uh, it took two reigns to break the record, though. I mean, Oscar had a, had it in like one single reign, yeah. and but yeah. I think it, it's one of those things. It's like you kind of hate Baszler like on a on a kayfabe level and you want to see who can dethrone Baszler at this point it's just, it's a game at this point and it's a good game cuz like Baszler like she's not particularly like a bad wrestler at all she can draw heat she can draw attention like 
it, it's there. And then at, the, at this point of the game right now, it's just like, okay, well, you've lined up a, a whole bunch of competitors in front of Baszler, and she's been able to knock them all off. And, you know, it upsets you, but now it's just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for who's going to step up. Whoever that person beats up Baszler for the chance, they will be, uh, the vision will be uh, going after the new chance, which we still don't. But it's like I think they threw Io Shirai too early into the into the title picture mix. Mm-hmm. It was good for that point, but I felt like you know, like you know, much like uh, Russ stated earlier, was like, okay, well, they're probably going to be there to help grow the and enhance the talent that they have on the roster. Which, okay, cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, you have a mountain of talent, you know, you should be able to use them, you know, effectively and accordingly. Um, I understand that there's probably a few women on the roster that probably shouldn't get that shot yet, but if they look at the track record for, let's just say, New Japan Pro Wrestling, for example, for any new champion, like, you know, they'll they'll throw people into that mix. Like, it doesn't matter which kind of champion it is. Let's just say, like, um, the heavyweight championship. Like before they get to the bigger names, they'll throw in a few jobbers in there and give them a shot just to add to, you know, the fact that like, you know, that this guy can defend, this guy could go and whatever. And it'll be the same for like the junior heavyweight right now. I think like Bushi put his mm-hmm. name in the hat to go up against uh, Osprey right now. And Osprey's just like, at first he was like, nah. And then he was like, yeah, you know what? After we're done Super uh, Junior Tag League, Okay, yeah, you'll 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 get your shot. But I think like, because like for Bushi in LIJ, like I don't know if he's really that big of a draw, except maybe in a few areas where LIJ is popular in Japan. But other than that, it's just like it's whatever. And I felt like they should have done that for a while first before they started going to the well for uh, the bigger names. Do you, you want to lead us into some New Japan updates? Uh, as of right now, uh, the current feuds in New Japan as stands. So Kota Ibushi still has his ticket to uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You guys might have saw a jab at that at uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, Intercontinental Championship match currently right now is Hiroki Goto versus uh, is in line against Jay White, who is the current champion. Uh, the open weight championship, uh, that is Kenta right now to. versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii, which is I, I'm also looking forward to that match too. Like, I, I've never seen the open weight championship being put you know so far up right now, the way it has been because of these guys right now. Like, no, no one would really look at that championship and really care for it. I, I think they tried when they had like um, Osprey holding it for a little while when mm-hmm. he did. Uh, tai Chi. Well, you're forgetting Jeff uh, Jeff Cobb and, hold it, and then Tai Chi. Then I, uh, I forgot about Jeff Cobb. The the fact yeah, that he didn't it, hold that, it for that, that was, long. Uh, I think the reason for that was because um, they Jeff Jeff wanted to be more in, in mainland uh, 
US for about another year because he said at one point he wants to do uh, an uh, G1 next year, which it might be cool. It might it will be definitely cool to see him do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm noticing this uh, every year around this time. It seems like the big, um, the big matchups are are coming from the never open weight title and it, it, it has like this popularity up until uh wrestle kingdom and then it's like kind of back to kind of like the slumber until like the uh uh the new japan cup and then obviously g1 which helps helps that title in terms of like uh you know, we need title matches in between these, so it makes sense. It, it kind of does. I mean, there there are certain times where the promotion will definitely put over that championship, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, then there are just times where it's just like you know, every everything takes a backseat. Like especially like you know the Intercontinental Championship, where I felt like you know Naito could have done a, a whole lot of a better job if he actually cared about mm-hmm. holding a championship. Because any championship you hold is just basically just like you know, being yeeted literally like twenty feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I remember the first time he, he whipped the like the the heavyweight championship yeah. before he won the intercontinental championship. He was whipping around that heavyweight championship like it was just like absolutely nothing. I'm like, how heavy is that thing, and how high did he toss it? Everybody says, says it's super, super heavy. heavy. I, would I would like, like to, to hold, hold it one day. day. Just, just to hold, hold it. it. Um, I found the intercontinental well, championship. Well, being that both me and Epic have, uh, n- well, mine being like what I like to call the seventy-five percent scale for scale replica of of the IWGP titles, I, I would say they're fairly heavy. Oh, they're still uh, fairly heavy, yeah. especially the Intercontinental, because um, uh, they have the uh, I think it's the that belt and the U.S. belt is the only one right now that has the uh it's a uh, five tier like uh belt metal like five plated yeah. yeah five plated while i think the i the world title is still three or i think that well they redid the intercontinental they made everything single plated but they just yeah. kind of uh they did uh jeez i forgot what that phrase is called but i think it just says like they just kind of like you know imprinted the design yeah. on sort of thing yeah yeah, like I, I like I like the uh, the junior and the uh, heavyweight tag team titles because it's a simple but detailed belt, which I, I would like to see uh, a more more simplistic belts coming out like uh, NW, NWA, which uh, I, I know we're gonna get to eventually. But well, uh, NWA closes, closes the podcast. podcast. Yeah, I know that's your favorite. True, I know. Um, but <laughs> I, I love, I love what they did with the the women's belt because it's so simplified, like it, it, to a T. And also with that little throwback of the picture of the champion in the in the uh, middle, uh, where it represents like the crown jewel, the champion, which is cool. I I like that because it it it, it in looking in other uh championship title belts uh from the past that the nwa has used that belt has the most common like rarity 
of the mall because it's that belt was a very hard belt to find because they switched to what was the former belt with that small really small plate and like the two other smaller plates uh i think that was the the early 80s edition belt i think i might be mistaken but um yeah the right now uh in terms of belts right now uh Though it looks very cheap, this is not a knock against uh, New Japan. It's supposed to look like a rough belt anyway in the first place. Uh, the Never Open Weight title definitely is like the belt everyone's wanting to gun for. I'm going to have to eventually, eventually catch up on, on New Japan. Japan. I sort, sort of, of miss it. it. I mean, you're not missing out too much right now. I feel the current feuds are okay. I feel like yeah, their their momentum has slowed down mm-hmm. um, because of the fumble of their uh, current situations. There's some uh, talents out there injured. There are still saw like you know the loss of a certain other talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus whatever internal things are going on in the office right now. Plus I feel like you know Ghetto's booking has definitely uh, I don't know decreased in in quantity and quality. Where it's just like I feel like they're like he focuses way too much um into his investments. So like, you know, Okada being one of them at the yeah. one point drop with Okada. Now he's doing the same thing with Jay White right now. Mm-hmm. Like trying to give this guy like a mega push to the moon, which they did. And yeah. now Jay's like Jay White, I felt like if he had this kind of swagger going into it like right now would have been amazing. But like the fact that like, you know, after they, they gave him these accolades and now He's bumped down to mid card, and Jay. If you've been watching his promos, his after match promos, right now they're a lot more enjoyable than they were before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he had that going with him, I don't know, going into like you know the main event picture, then sure. But I feel like you know they they're probably gonna say, well, like you know, I don't think there's like a definite main event picture. Yeah, they have going on for him right now. Like I don't think. I don't know, besides, like, uh, a few of the main event slots where they had the anywhere from the six-man tag match to eight-man tag match where they have, like, Okada featured in the matches. And I think he just recently finished up his feud with Sonata. Okay. okay. And uh, that that's one guy I would love to see champion at one point. Sonata? Even if it's an Intercontinental champion. Because, like, I feel like he's definitely long overdue compared to... A lot of the other guys on the roster. I don't know why they're not giving him uh, a mid card strap. Is beyond me. But I feel like this guy is owed something at some point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Eventually, hopefully, hopefully that he'll get, get it. it. Um, it's, it's just, just a matter. matter I, mean, I mean, I know every guy in uh, Japan wants the the belt. belt. You, know, you know, they, they want to be recognized and they want to be like, like yeah, yeah, you deserve it. You know, you're champion. You did all the work and everything. Uh. I guess, I guess it's just, just a matter of uh, time playing out. Even though, though I know that Sonata has been working really, really hard. Because even when Kenny, Kenny was there and the Young Bucks was there and I was watching New, New Japan, Japan mainly, um, all those guys worked, worked so hard to tell, tell their story, you know, to tell their, um, their feuds and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I-, I think... 
Um, and I think we're going to see this a lot now because um, with them going back to uh, uh, the, the uh, multi-year contract, uh, because it used to be, I think a lot of people uh, missed out on this factoid that most of New Japan's uh, uh, roster was on one-year deals. And um, I think that helped the company sustain a lot more. Uh-huh. But now with the, especially with the, when uh, obviously the OCs, uh, AJ Styles, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Shinsuke mm-hmm. leaving, um they they were afraid that oh they got shook uh, up yeah they shook it up real quick but i think they were surprised the fact that i think more surprised uh mainly out of the young bucks because uh they thought those guys were gonna like tag along with them yeah uh in terms of like a working arrangement and uh, i think they're gonna have a working arrangement down the down the road but I think right now Ring of Honor is kind of watching ROH, seeing what what their front office is doing because, you know, with the fact that now uh, that Access is, owns the U.S. rights for the New Japan shows and that being an impact-controlled environment, and and me knowing specifically because I, I I've come to understand this that uh, Ring of Honor and Impact's relationship is probably the most volatile, like toxic relationship you'll ever see. Probably um, is. I, I think New Japan is. Uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of New. I think if if you. Uh, notice a lot of Ring of Honor shows now are a little bit more smaller and uh, they're now doing shows more in the Manhattan Center which uh, I, I know is a l- it's slightly bigger than the Hammerstein but it's like yeah, yeah it, it is, is slightly, slightly bigger. bigger I've, I've been, been there um, many, many times when Ring of Honor came to uh, New York City but, but lately uh, they, they haven't been booking Ring of Honor shows um, at, at the Manhattan Center, Center like um even, Even though, though I don't really keep up with Ring, Ring of Honor, Honor and people, you know, if, if anyone's hearing this might think I'm mm-hmm. hypocritical or whatever because I'm like, hey, yeah, I used to go and not, you know. But uh, I, don't I don't see them booking much um, at Hammerstein or Manhattan Center. Like, they're, they're both in the same building. Um, they, they, they tend to go more around the... Like, like 34th Street area, a little bit on the west side and stuff like that, but... I rarely see anything on Twitter to be like, Rick of is coming back to New York City. New York City used to be their staple, used to be their home. I have no idea what happened other than I could just guess, you know, contract mis- miscommunications or like bad blood or whatever. But, you know, if Rick of ever gets to hear this, I do miss them. I really do. I miss them. You know, I wish that they could be here more. Um, 
or well, I think what's happening is they're wanting to now because I've I have noticed they run more um close to like the Baltimore and the Philadelphia area. I think yeah. they're gonna I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna frequent those two areas a lot more in terms of like uh live events. Uh I think for like big shows, I think I think next year they, they should do um like uh the annual survival of the fittest like uh tournament i think um honestly they need to like say like hey um we want to do this two night tournament like you know i think i think they need to have as much as i hate to say it because i think by themselves right now i think they're actually pretty good uh-huh. Especially with the fact that their newest working relationship with IPW in England uh is really help or one PW, I think. It's no, it's IPW. Um is really giving them a lot of uh help in in terms of like uh they they said that uh I think recently the Honor United tour that went through uh three cities in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Uh was was probably their best um uh, uh tour dates in recent memory because um when it's not ROH and uh C- CMLL it's kind of like oh okay these are younger guys but i think a lot of a lot of fans are are too busy looking at you know Kenny Omega and the the other shows yeah they they forget those guys came through roh yeah to -hmm. some degree so i I think they should give ring of honor a chance but i do believe new japan's gonna um lessen their relationship i think uh see i think they're also gonna uh ease up on their uh cmml cmll relationship uh with uh with uh new japan as well because it, it seems like they don't they do less uh, as ring of honor grows more more into the united states they're gonna they're gonna want in on it and i think they're not i, I think it shouldn't happen yeah. yeah honestly it there's no room to grow if you can't do it on your own that, that is true. They, they did grow great, and then once you know, know people kept uh, leaving and signing new contracts to uh, greener pastures, pastures. I think that's what it is. They still have like their, their core people there. You know, they have like Dawson Castle and um, uh, Matt Taven. Uh, I don't know what happened with, with the kingdom because you know that was that was a thing. Um, still kind of a thing, but not really. What yeah. happened? They're, They're still, still there. Still kind of a thing, but not really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, the, the kingdom, kingdom is there, there somewhere. Uh, the, the Briscoes are like born and bred Ring of Honor. Honor. They're, They're not, not going, going anywhere else. Um. Uh. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, like I tend, tend to watch Dalton Castle's uh, Planet, Planet Peacock uh, YouTube series, his vlogs. Mm-hmm. Again, Again, not pay promotion for that. Um. And they're very entertaining. So like, I get my Ring of Honor updates to him. Uh, which, uh, which is, is like super, super cool, cool just to watch, watch another wrestler who does vlogs and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, 
I, I hope one day Ring of Honor does get back to where it once was. And, and it creates awesome homegrown talent because uh, the, the guys that we're seeing in WWE, the guys we're seeing in uh, New Japan and AEW and TNA and even probably MLW, um, every one of those guys started in Ring of Honor no matter what. So I, I, would I would like to see some more homegrown people, people you know, branch, branch out. Go to the Ring of Honor, make, make it big, and then, and then once again, again, I guess, I guess leave. leave. I guess it's a never-ending cycle of, of yeah. wrestling, you know? Well, and the fact that um, uh, one of my favorite, new uh, new favorite people to watch, uh, and, and, it, and it's mostly because I'm a stickler to uh, his ring style, and that's uh, Josh the Goods Woods. Uh, him and... Uh, him and Silas Young recently tagging up. I'm like, this is awesome. You got a technically sound submission artist in Josh Goodwoods, and then you got Silas Young, the most like manliest of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Just the last like, real tag man. Teaming to get, yeah. Tag teaming together. Oh, Look, Ring of Honor. I want you to listen to this. I don't. I don't care what you call the call them, but to me. They are the last serious men of Ring of Honor, okay? They're the last men of honor. Boom. There's their tag team name. Free plug. Free I guess, yeah. right? All right. All right. I, I got to report, report that, that down. down. That's, That's an hour, hour and five, five minutes, minutes in, so that way I know. know. Um, <laughs> to give, give them that. that. <laughs> um, does, does anybody, anybody else, else want to say a few words, words before you move about the AEW? No. All right, All right, cool. cool. We, we, we covered, covered, I guess we covered all the Ring of Honor and everything. AEW is a lot to, to cover because I know we didn't do this on Tuesday, but um, I guess, I guess we, we can, can, well, last Tuesday, really. Uh, I do just, just want to start, start talking about John Moxley. Um, he's such a firecracker. Um, mm -hmm. And... I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, we're we're going to have, have like an unsanctioned match at full gear. Him, him versus Kenny Omega, Omega in a lights out match. Uh, whoever wins, it does not matter uh, because AEW is not going to be responsible for what these guys do to each other in the ring. Um, do you think that hurts the story, the competitors in the long run? It's like a question mark on there. Gonna be one of those where it's gonna be like, um, it, it's it's a fresh concept for everybody right now because AEW is just like throwing in the wins and losses columns. Not not everyone is used to this concept where there's like, oh yeah, it should matter, but now like it's actual like a sports statistic. Like you could probably take this on pro line, you know, make a gambling bet off of it based on wins and losses, but it's still like you know predetermined outcomes. Um. Having that uh, going in is just like, I mean, are they going to use this like to further their story a little bit? Like, are they going to have like a, a main show that they're going to, I guess, like, you know, finalize all this thing, like a WrestleMania of some sort, as opposed to Which... like, you know, using that for a title reign later down the line. Which I think they're gonna do, um, like uh, I I I would honestly say because 
um, since they already technically had their uh, WrestleMania with All Out this past month, uh, two months ago, I think now is the, the question of what's going to be your second biggest show besides Double or Nothing? Because uh, and all all are um, all, all out. out because I, I honestly think they should do they should have their uh second biggest show actually on the uh every year on the date that they formed AEW hmm. well week of at least that to make first. it format better well are we, are we talking, talking about when all when all, when all out? When no, it was officially all... announced to oh. the public. So like the oh. press conference was in like early, okay. like the third week of January. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, but in terms of the John Moxley, which by the way, if anyone hasn't watched the promo that he did on AEW TV, go watch it. That was some intensity. That it was, yeah. yeah. I think WWE can't match right now because obviously they have their hands full with uh, the the whole fiend fiasco mm-hmm. and trying to put a bandaid over it. Um, more recently, uh, which we will probably get into more next week, uh, the Jordan Miles uh, controversy. Uh, <laughs> Tell you that um, 
Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we might, might have, have to do, do it on a Monday because I, I work on, on yeah. uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday. We, we could do that, that so, so we could have, have you there. there. But, but you guys, guys who listen, listen to all that on the, on the next podcast, podcast uh, maybe we won't sugarcoat things. And if you guys get upset, oh well, you know, we're not here to please everybody. Disclaimer at the beginning of the thing that's it. Warning: You might get triggered. But trigger warning, trigger trigger noise. That is a friendly disclaimer. Uh, yeah, yeah warning, warning. It's going to get triggery. All right, All right enough, enough of that. that. Uh, let's, let's go, go back, back to that John Moxley promo, um, which, which was explosive. And I think that's why we segregated it towards, you know, Twitter. Because Twitter is always freaking explosive. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say it here on the podcast. I've never understood John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. Even, Even when, when you, know, you know he had, had his run, run WWE, WWE like, like I never understood this guy. guy. Uh, I, I never got, got behind him. him. Um, I just yeah. know that he's there, and no matter what, I guess I'll, I'll be the one in the, the background to like support him and whatever he does. But I'm not gonna cheer or boo for him. When, when he came out with that promo, I'm still thinking about it now after watching it last night. I do not want his feud with Kenny to like end. After, after full, full gear, gear and, and like every, every single intricate storyline that he has with Kenny and he has with Pac. I don't, I don't know if he has with Hangman yet, yet, but like, I just, I just don't want to see him and Kenny's feud just end at full gear. gear. You, you know, know like, like whatever, whatever happens, happens, but I still want some, uh, some good, good fun sprinkled out, out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely, uh, agree with that um i think this is gonna be uh, um this match like uh, it, it definitely brings me back to uh a, a dust a dusty roads rick flair like the intensity that flair or dusty had when he came back from injuries that you put hard times yeah, yeah. on the american dream you put hard times on the american dream and you're gonna hear it, but you're gonna hear it in a new way. In this in this case, the fact that Tony Khan is saying, like, look, this has gone far enough mm-hmm. in terms of our legal obligation. You need to, you could do this match if you want to, or you could just say, hey, scrap the match, and we could do. I could go wrestle someone else, but yeah, yeah. knowing Dean, knowing or not Dean, uh, John, and especially since now he's going into that second gear that I think we didn't see a lot in his WWE times. Uh, this is the second gear that he had when he was a part of the Switchblade conspiracy with uh, Sammy Callahan. Oh. This is this is this is that intensity, that hardcore deathmatch, or as uh, Jim Cornette would call it, the uh, mud show wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think we're gonna see for the first time. I think the true test of toughness that Kenny has. Yeah, because I think up till this point, and I I might be mistaken, but I think he he fought. Um, uh, I can't think of his name on top of my head, but uh, it, it, oh, I had to 
Are you, are you talking, talking about recently? You mean, I mean, I mean the, the only person he follows is like Joey, Joey Janela for like, like hardcore, hardcore stuff. Yeah, Joey Janela. Oh, okay. I'm talking like uh, back in the like uh, his early days. Uh, How far, far back, back are we going? going? We're talking like the original, like first ten years of Ring of Honor. We're talking, uh, I mean, um, we're talking like Age of the Fall. Oh, like, like when yeah. Jimmy Jacobs and um. Uh, Tyler Black, Black was in there too. Uh, yeah. um, uh, I can't think of the uh, Necro Butcher. There oh, you go. God, Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. I think only one time, and that was in his career. I think that was right before he did that whole big excursion into uh, DDT wrestling. And uh, well, I think yeah, DDT wrestling only, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think this is like gonna be his first real like touch and go moment with with that type of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plus, plus now, now that, that you know, uh, since you want to bring up that Kenny, Kenny Omega versus Necro Butcher match, that, that was like when Kenny, Kenny was like still you know early early in the business. Now, now he's like way super matured, and I think he'll be able to handle it. I just hope that you know both guys wrestle. Or beat, beat each other up safely. However, this is gonna, gonna happen. Uh, I still want both of them around to make more stories and stuff, stuff like that. So I'd rather have like a nice, safe match, but still good. Um, I I think we're gonna see it in the scale of what uh, Randy Orton versus uh, Mick Foley in terms of oh, like, wow. that intensity, like. Yeah, 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 minus minus the 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 blood flow because yeah, yeah. McFoley had paper has paper skin for forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, during that time, so I'm like, look, I, I love Kenny, but I don't want him looking like a a bloody pork chop. Okay? I, I, I really don't, don't either, either, but you know, uh, Kenny, Kenny will be okay. okay. Which, Which by, by the way, Kenny, Kenny came, came out in a Sans costume, uh, representing Undertale, which, which was nice. nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. It was it was, it was super, super super nice. nice. I was like, oh, this, this is so cool. cool. I kind of marked, marked out. <laughs> uh, one day I'll get around to playing Undertale. Undertale. I just I don't know how long that game is. Does anyone know how long the game is? It's pretty long. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's pretty, pretty long. long. Damn it. Yeah. Epic, Epic, have you tried it before? Never have I ever. <laughs> like twelve hundred more. I would say about depending on. There's two schools of thought. There's the passive, and then there's the murderous route. The murderous route is a little bit shorter, but the passive route, which is a lot more satisfying, is like about nine ten. Nine ten hours or days? Uh, hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's not that's not that, that bad. bad I, guess. I guess. That's like three days. That's like two or yeah. three days. Well, well on your time. I mean, I mean like, like one day, day one, one day, day I'll play, play um, Undertale. Undertale. Um, all right, so, so I, uh, I noticed, noticed that Jericho has a time machine because when, when he, he was wearing that smooth-looking pumpkin blazer and his, his hair all done, <laughs> he was like in his thirties. I was, I was like, like what? what is up with this Jericho? Jericho? Like, so happy. Oh, oh my god. god. Jericho's the best. I think, I think, and if anyone wants to obviously school me in this, be, be, uh, by all means, uh, uh, hit me up on Twitter about that, but um, 
I, I, I like the evolution of from scarves to the vest. Uh, vests that he started wearing towards the end of his last WWE run. Mm -hmm. And then to the jacket, the leather jacket and uh, scarves. Now it's leather jacket and uh, custom-made suits with designs on it. I'm like, he is the thriftiest man on earth. He, he is. going to make everything look good. Yes, and, and then he, has, he, he does, does it like, like he, he takes years off his, his actual, actual age, age, which is uh, kind of cool. Um, he's a fine wine. He is. He, is. he, he definitely, definitely is. is. That's, That's why, why you know he's he... a fine bubbly. <laughs> there, there we go. go. Me to it. it. <laughs> um, and do you guys feel like uh, it's it, it's getting ridiculous whenever uh, you, you know something happens and it's like a fifteen-minute fame thing and they all make T-shirts for people to buy because the newest the newest limited edition T-shirt is the I've got a ticket T-shirt. Uh, do you guys think that, that you know, in the end, that kind of hurts uh, the so-called t-shirt company? Uh, not really. Yeah, I think it'll just sell regardless. It'd sell regardless because, like, you know, I mean, I think when when you look at it this way, this is a promote. They're they're making shirts for promotion. Like the average amount of shirts that ring of honor and impact wrestling has is about like 35 like 35 to 45 designs and that's not including their impact logo ones so i think now we're we're, we're seeing we're, we're seeing them fill fill out only two two designs of uh only two there's only two shirt designs for AEW and the rest is like oh this is all wrestler shirts yeah this is good like, like you, you know, know we, we have, have the young, young bucks, bucks designs and uh the uh we have, we have the, the newest, newest uh young, young bucks, bucks well elite, elite shirt, shirt called uh BTE story, story. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys, guys saw the latest Halloween episode of Being the Elite. I did. I enjoyed oh it. Oh my god, that was so great from start to finish. That's, That's like one of the best, best things that I've ever saw. Um, so, so like, you know, little things like that, when, when that came out, they came out with the shirt. Um, but anyway, uh, did you guys get the chance to watch when they cut to, uh, this is still in AEW, when uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Cody are in the limo? And Tony is reminiscing, you know, a couple stories about his dad and all that. Did you guys feel that was a little too long to be, be like, take the spot way, way too long, dude? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was on the it was on the dark. No, no it wasn't. No, it was on the main show. It was on the main show. Really? It cut into the uh, the tag match where it was John Silver and his partner versus Rick and Morty. Oh lord! <laughs> well, well, you had, had best, best friends come, come out as Rick and Morty, yeah. So you yeah. know, which was which was, was entertaining. It was nice. You know, we we need to protect Orange Cassidy. He he is a he is a uh, he he is a national treasure. Yeah, yeah he, he is. Especially as as Morty. Okay, <laughs> we're not. Actually, Actually he, didn't he didn't dress up, up as Morty. Morty. Uh, you yeah. had um... uh, he dressed up as Rick. I'm like. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying he he he's. I he think must he... protect the good mahogany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
But um, I think the hands down the highlight of the show was um, besides last week's great quote of the year by Jim Ross saying, "Good, good God Almighty, they're gonna tear up the Dippin' Dots." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. Oh, the quote gosh. of the year. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I showed my mom that. She's like, well, now I'm hungry for Dippin' Dots. I'm like, oh, see, my god. this is this is the influential. Uh, advertising at his finest, <laughs> and, and, um, and different dots contacted Cody, Cody to be like, like hey, hey, don't you know, don't, don't mess up any more spots. You know, we'll, we'll give you your, your own um, different dots, dots flavor, which is Rocky uh, Rocky, Rocky Roads. I was like, oh, that's so funny, guys. So so funny. Um, I do want to mention that um, the match that Hangman had against Sammy Guevara, in which Hangman went over, I was like, that was a Awesome, awesome match, match from start, start to finish. finish. Uh, uh, both, both of those guys are great athletes inside the ring. And, and um, you know, know Hangman saying that he's now going to be doing cowboy shit. Because he challenged Pac. Pac. Um, which, which is, is kind of cool, you know. know. I like, I like Pac, Pac being on AEW, being his mysterious self. Being, being the bastard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love that character. And... Uh, can I say the fact that they're booking him so strong with with that uh, with, with that submission hold, the, yeah, uh, rings of Saturn uh, submission hold. It, I I never seen anyone literally pass out from a rings of Saturn move like that the way uh, Pac did to Kenny. Yeah, it, it shocked a lot of people. I was like, whoa. Well, that is he modified it that, that's the only way you could pass out from that if you modify it because you know the original rings of saturn you're on the you're on the canvas so it's not like you know you have enough room there to actually uh uh basically take the oxygen away from your opponent so the way that Pac does it is totally different than anything else and if you did not mention that was rings of saturn i probably would have never remembered that you know that the name of it he a has Perry a new Saturn name for it, which what yeah, happened? Perry Saturn, we love you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know he's the originator. originator. We miss you. <laughs> Say hi to Moppy for us. Uh, yes. Ah, Moppy. Oh my god. Moppy, Moppy, Moppy. You at home? You're you're gonna you're gonna after you're gonna listen to this episode, you're gonna go, Moppy, Moppy, and we're all gonna be there with you. If, if someone, someone comments, comments that they uh, said it in their dream, dream that's going to be on you, Russ. <laughs> okay, I take full responsibility for that. No, um, the maneuver is called the Brutalizer. That's what it's called. For, for Pac. Uh, for yeah. Pac's ring of oh, okay, Saturn. Okay. It's called the Brutalizer. Okay. okay. Which, Which makes perfect, perfect sense because he's, he's the bastard. bastard. Yes. <laughs> Such a bastard. He is. If, 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 he, if, if he ever hears this... <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna yell at me. <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna yell, yell at all of us. <laughs> he's gonna call us wankers and shit. And shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh my god. god. Um uh, but uh <laughs> I, I, I wanna also uh briefly address um I I think they found the perfect foothold for Jake Hager uh to enter in AEW uh in terms of like having his first match for them. Um, by taking out Dusty Rhodes uh, during a promo, yeah, 
segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're gonna, definitely going to see, and I think it's a it's a real safe bet, only because of two reasons. Because a, um, Dustin really hadn't had a high profile match besides his brother, him and his brother, yeah, and Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. But besides that, he needed a, a high profile match. I think this is the this is a great uh, transition to have not only uh, the debut of Jake Hager um, come into a- AEW as an uh, as a competitor, but also uh, to to uh, to improve uh dusty's or not dusty dustin's uh uh credibility as someone to pass uh pass the torch so to speak to to the younger generation because i mean he's gonna be there forever but um i don't see him like wrestling for the rest of his life i mean yeah, I yeah. he's gonna i think he's got a couple more years definitely and then He'll he'll retire quietly. Yeah, yeah I, I can see, see that. that. Um, he, he should, should you, know, you know, either retire, retire quietly, or if we, if, if he really, 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 really wants to like stop wrestling, you know, do, do a, a nice celebration and then just keep him in the back as, as an agent, you know, helping, helping out the younger, younger guys, scouting people and stuff like that. Um, you know, because at, at the end of at the end of the day, every single wrestler is like you know being a part of a family. So, so, you know, know yep. that's, that's what, what it is. is. Um, so, so, Epic, uh, is Sam Guevara still not over with you as a heel? Uh, it's going to take some time. It's, it's still an awkward transition for me. I should, I should probably, probably send you, like, his vlogs. So, so that way you can understand <laughs> more. Because um, it kind of ties in with everything that he does. Oops. Yeah. I, I might look into those later. I know he posts on YouTube. I know they kind of float around from time to time in my recommendations, but yeah, I, I just don't care for him so much. I guess I should watch him though. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, you, only, if you give a few episodes, episodes to try, um, it's, it's not like I would highly suggest watching immediately. Uh, that's uh, super fun to always watch, and there's something different about it. With Sammy's vlogs, um, it's. It's, it's like, like a wrestling style, style you know, to get, get behind, behind the scenes, scenes and stuff like that. that. Now, now he's doing little bits with uh, Brandon Cutler about uh, Brand- uh, Brandon, Brandon Cutler's coming in now and uh, reminding Sammy that he took those uh, Cody Rhodes knees to the gut. And, you know, Sammy's like, yeah, dude, I remember that. Why you keep bringing it up? And um, Cutler just walks away and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear Sammy say, this is not canon, which I was like... What the, the hell? What is he trying to start? <laughs> like, it's, it's not, not canon. canon. What do you mean, mean it's not canon? canon? And, and I, I think, think that we should start doing that in real life when um, you don't want to admit something. Just, just be like, like that's, that's not canon. canon. It, it didn't happen. 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 Okay, well, once we start gaming after this podcast, we could we could probably to go into something like that. Once we yeah. try it. Yeah. But the big the big story the big story for me. Um, because I'm a big uh, I'm a big uh, tag team guy. Oh it's yeah, the finals yeah, yeah. Of the AEW tag team title belts, uh, tag team title tournament to determine the first ever 
uh, AEW World Tag Team Champions. Fink, get out of here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, Wait, you, you have, have a cat, cat dog. dog. No, no, I'm doing, I'm doing that talking shop bit where ah, they, uh, shit, man. it's like, Fink, Fink, get out of here. Shut uh, up, Carl. Fuck. You're an asshole. <laughs> I, re- I, was I was really like, like oh my god, god you, you have a pet, pet. you made a freak after like freak oh, oh my god, god dude uh, <laughs> I totally got hyped up with that shit um <laughs> No, uh, I, I, I was I was genuinely excited about uh, shit man <laughs> uh, the match between uh, SEU yeah. and uh, the, the Lucha Brothers uh, those guys have wrestled each other. Actually, I, I've been looking all over the internet. They only wrestled each other in terms of the uh, uh, Christopher Daniels Kazarian and, uh, combination only four times. And this match was actually the first time uh, that Scorpio Sky and Kazarian in SCU faced off against uh Pentagon Jr. and uh his brother Phoenix. Yeah. It was a lucha fest if I could say. Yeah, it yeah, definitely, definitely was. was. Everything felt, felt, felt so, so smooth, smooth and everything. everything. I was invested, invested in it. it. Yeah. Yeah, but that SCU later, I think uh, out of all the the times they used the SCU later, I think that maneuver uh, in this match in particular was the best one they've done to date mm-hmm. because it was so smooth and when they showed the slow-mos like on, on Twitter and everything because people now know how to do GIFs okay <laughs> I, I, don't, I only know how to I, I'll, I only know how to just put a pog champ right in front of someone's face and just be like pog champ oh, <laughs> oh my god um no, I just how I loved how watching it every time and just seeing um one of the Lucha Brothers getting hit with it and just like just the slow motion, like you see their skin and everything just kind of like fold up with the impact. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is bonanza. And and uh, and the fact that um a lot of people said it, it, it's not the question of if it's the question of when in terms of like the core people in the elite which mm-hmm. many people would say uh seu is a part of the elite it's not it, it's, not. Said, it's not canon it's <laughs> not canon all right nope not canon nope. at all nada oh, oh my god, god. Okay, okay so, so, we're, so we're, we're gonna, gonna run, run with, with this not, not canon, canon thing, thing. Thanks, thanks sammy, sammy. <laughs> yeah but of uh, I, I like that they chose them out of all the tag teams like i i i uh when, when i saw the brackets i knew like as soon as i saw all the best friends were on there mm-hmm. i was like if the best friends go to the finals that's gonna put jim Cornette in a heart attack oh my god yeah. seven like and i love jim Cornette. i love jim Cornette. he's he's he he's a historian like i am in terms of like wanting to know more information about history but sometimes in in some cases he talks with his mouth yeah uh, his foot in his mouth like and that's not a bad thing sometimes it, it, 
just sometimes, you know, you have the opinion. We all respect it. It's like, it's not our vibe. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. People, People take, take it to heart, heart seriously. seriously and I'm just like, guys, guys calm, calm down. down. You know, you know, it's Prenet saying something. Yeah. That's kind of sad. We dismiss him. He has valuable advice, but at the same time, you know, it's like, it's advice. And it's an opinion. Don't take it to heart. Yeah, he's just like, a guy that yells at kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he probably does, at, dude. <laughs> old man yells at Cloud now. <laughs> he, probably he probably does. But now, now that um, the Lucha, the Lucha Brothers are essentially on the back of the line, I have to wonder who's going to be the first tag team to face them and. Honestly, because I actually like the idea of it, um, this being a rematch, uh, I would like to see the uh, tag team of uh, uh, Jack Evans and uh, Angelico, Angelico um, go at it one more time because they, they went at it at all uh, double or nothing. And that was a really good match. Yeah. Like, I would I would definitely like to see that. But if but that's unless unless Christopher Daniels gets cleared for ring action again, mm-hmm. then I would actually like to see um the the tandem of and and this might actually shock people because this it's an interesting perspective. Uh MJF and Cody, the betterhood. Uh, as their nickname is on AEW wow. uh, t-shirt. Yeah, wow. I actually, wow. I think that would be a really good match. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and um, I, I think that eventually that tag team is going to form. And I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for the day that MJF does turn on Cody. Um, MJF is getting better in his like, like, rebuttals and his uh, roasting and stuff like that. But I, I think He's, he's slowly turning into a baby face. face. He's losing. He's he still has arrogance, arrogance but, but I think he was supposed to be a heel arrogance, arrogance right? Yeah. I think it, it it's like... By default. Yeah, yeah, right? I think what they're trying to do is trying to do what... Um, uh, you know how, like, when you go to uh, Disneyland and you go ride the... Uh, uh the haunted mansion ride and you see the ghost spinning around in the in the kitchen there there's this thing called pepper's ghost where it's like there's a light that shines on this uh on this mirror uh that goes through these uh mannequins and then it projects what it's supposed to be so if if this is going to be the analogy of what uh wrestling's version of pepper's ghost is we might see it a lot we might see it a lot closer than we expect but it won't be for a while i I think i think maybe towards double or nothing we might see the the turn Uh, if if i could pull out the crystal ball here for a minute and just say that (laughs) i I think i think that would be i think that would make sense it's gonna be a slow 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 turn Yeah, yeah, very slow. Uh, let's, let's see. see. Um, what, what else about, about AEW? AEW? Um, 
their dark, dark matches are really good, even, even if they don't get TV exposure. Um, and that's what wrestling, wrestling Twitter, Twitter needs to stop and, you know, know stop, stop complaining about, about that. that. Like, certain matches are not on national television. But, but either or, if you're getting people on YouTube to watch AEW Dark, they're, they're going to come back again and they're going to watch the, uh, you, you know, know, on their cable provider. Um, I just think that, you know, know Wrestling Twitter, Twitter needs, needs to calm down, down on a bunch, bunch of stuff with um, AEW because it's still new. And right, right now they're making, I would say like 80% the right decisions because everything else is like a learning curve. But, you know, nothing bad so far, you know. I always come on this podcast and I always, I'm always like, WWE did this and I don't want to talk about WWE because, you know, WWE did this and that. Now, now this, this one, one, this episode is, let's, let's talk about WWE, WWE. Let's, let's open with that. that. And, you know, you know let's, let's talk about AEW halfway through the podcast. You know, you know it changes. Um, and, and I think people just want shit overnight rather than waiting for it to blossom. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think a lot of the people are a little bit over all of um, trying to compare it to WWE uh, immediately because of the scale of the show and i i wouldn't like i think in in a more comparison i would i think wwe did the smart move of making nxt face off against aew because um it, it's even though aew or uh nxt had like at least i would say nine or ten years uh head start for for this uh for uh prime time on wednesdays um, you know, you have a whole lot of people that were around uh during the WCW era and uh know how prime time how to work with prime time slots and and sometimes and I, I tell people this the fact that we're getting bonus matches to watch for free on on YouTube says a lot. Like they yeah. want you to see to watch uh tuesday night or wednesday night dynamite every week mm -hmm. like that that shouldn't be an issue but it if if everyone's gonna want about it then then you need to obviously look at yourself and go hey look i need to get off twitter for a bit yeah, yeah definitely, definitely definitely um i do, do want to say that AEW does great with um you know, you know, taking, taking all, all the stupid, stupid criticism that wrestling Twitter, Twitter would give them, um, but they, they, they only listen to a good handful that understands what AEW is doing um, and understand their product. Or everyone just winds in puts and, and pushes um, an agenda that AEW is not really pushing and whatnot. So I give them all the respect in the world to listen. But, but filter, filter out, out like, like all the stupid shit that, that people say, and it's it's, it's, it's a lot. lot. It's it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely a lot that you know they say. And most of my Twitter timeline is like negative shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, you guys need to stop. You guys, you guys really need to stop. AEW is one of a kind, and you know, you know for, for a fact that AEW is not gonna leave no one behind. Um, like somebody, forgot his name, but um, I tweeted. I like, I like responded to him, him but he was he had, had an interview with uh, B Priestley, and she explained that she has a full time contract with Stardom, 
and has a part-time part -time contract, contract with, with AEW. What, what other wrestling promotion in the world um, will allow their superstar to do that? If she had, had signed with WWE, WWE would have been like, nope, you have to end this thing with stardom and you have to start with us. You can't work for any other promotion. AEW is giving the, the women and the men and whoever else they sign the freedom to still be a wrestler somewhere else and still collect a check somewhere else even though they're getting a check from AEW. You know? Like, it's... We, we live in, in, a, in, a, in a day and age, age where that, that doesn't really happen. happen. And, and people, people want to complain, complain about, about that. that. Yeah. Um, I, I think people need to stop looking at it at, at, at AEW as a, at, and compare it to, um, to the bigger shows. They need to, they need to look at it from, uh, from the NXT perspective, because now that they're coming out of the shadow of, and, and a lot of people have said, with especially with the announcement that uh, for the first time NXT is going to be a part of the uh, Survivor Series card, oh, year, wow. which which is a big deal. That it is, it, it, it you can now officially say, okay, the training wheels are off. Um, AEW just finally had their training wheels off with this whole like three, four, three, three or four pay per view like stanza mm -hmm. that they had this year, and now they're doing this and in the first two weeks of of uh, TV. Now the gloves are off. Now it's it's going to be uh, a a game of one upsmanship, which uh, for the last four weeks. Uh, before this, uh, before the ratings come out for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow for yesterday's show, yeah, yeah. um, it 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 will be really uh, interesting to watch, like where the dynamic is, because I, if I know, Co if if I if I could, if I could be in the mind of Cody mm -hmm. for a minute, because he's the one that who's. Uh, working with uh the Young Bucks and Kenny and um Mr. Khan to uh the most, he's definitely analyzing uh both both shows with uh uh a in uh, an intense uh way. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Do you, and Epic, you guys want to add some final words for AEW? Hmm? Do you guys want to add anything onto AEW before we go to NWA Power? No. I can't think of anything. What? No. Is this silence canon? No, it's not canon. <laughs> Uh, you want to add anything, anything epic? Anything, anything that we, we missed or whatever? whatever? Uh, I don't know. It might be. I don't know how long it'll go if I talk about it. That's a problem. <laughs> but I mean, um, my personal opinion on the project right now is just like, you know, it, it had a really great start. Had a had good promise. I do feel like they're starting to lose the momentum. They're starting to slow down a little bit. 
in my personal opinion. Um, I, I feel like um, there's too much focus into the main event scene, which is okay. In the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, uh, what are we doing about, you know, we just recently crowned tag team champions. We're focusing on the main event. Then the women's division is just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think like the only time they've done women's matches so far is just like, you know, they're slapping a whole bunch of women just to having fatal four ways or whatnot. I don't think they've had many one-on-one occasions. Uh, they had one-on-one uh, this past week, which was uh, uh, Hikaru, Shida, and... Um, and... I forgot, I forgot the French, French girl's, girl's name. Her, Her name, name was Shana. 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 They, they had, had the singles match, match, yeah. But um, most of the women are, uh, aside from Nyla Rose versus Rio, which was on the main show, and Rio versus Britt Baker, the other girls have wrestled on AEW Dark. Yeah, and I've watched most of those, and like, uh, I know they're trying to put a lot of emphasis right now on pushing Emi Sakura right now. Mm-hmm. Which... Again, I, I feel as though, okay, and I think I, I've touched up on this on one of the previous podcasts, which is like, it, it's cool you want to push your Japanese talent in a way, but yet push your 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 local talent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like right now, all their international talent are getting a push, so Emi Sakura is getting that push. Riho's their champion. B Priestley, who still with stardom right now and still their stardom world champion, um, is, is getting that highlight thing with uh, Britt Baker. Yeah. yeah. Um they, they also, also have, have um Jamie Hader came, came in uh last week. Uh she had her singles match and then uh in, in the back when she was gonna get uh interviewed, um Brandy, Brandy came, came out, out of nowhere to attack, attack her. And, and then if you guys saw the promo of uh Brandy, uh she's somebody awesome Kong, so there's more weight in the works for what's gonna happen with the women's division. And right now, looking at the the roster right now, besides um, the, uh, obviously the one, two, three, uh, four, five. Okay, there you go. Yeah, five, five Japanese talent that mm-hmm. work for Stardom and Ice Ribbon. Actually, Ice Ribbon. I, I forgot about that. They, they work for Ice Ribbon. And the fact that Bia Priestley is still working for stardom though there is a lot of rumors that uh their new year show um bia priestley is supposedly going to be dropping dropping the title Mm -hmm. as it was a tradition with uh the uh aj styles match yeah uh the uh i think it was it wasn't it wasn't a new year's but it was a i think it was a house show but um it's around that time, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually, I think, um, especially with, uh, uh, with Leva Bates, I think being the honestly the one that has the most screen time. I'm surprised they haven't like put her in a serious spot. Like, mm-hmm. I mean. I I understand like she wants to be like the fun loving person, uh, librarian gimmick, but you know, yeah, it it only goes so far. Yeah, yeah it is. It's only gonna, gonna go, go so far. far. Maybe she'll break out of it and 
go back to the roots. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Um, I'm, I'm still, still going to mark out, out um, at, uh, for, for her as Blue, blue Pants. Pants. I'm still going to do that. Um, she'll always be Blue Pants to me. Yeah. Um, all right, Alpha Russ, take, take us into NWA Power. power. Hello? I'm here. I know, I know you're, you're here. here. Ross! Where are you? Sorry, I'm chugging more. Oh! <laughs> He's scared for a minute. I was I was a, a, I, 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 trick I, or treat. Uh, <laughs> all right. Take okay. us into so, NWA power, power, please. All right, so this week's NWA power. Uh... I, there's only two key things that I'm finding very interesting uh, out of the whole show right now, and that's uh, the fact that um, this week they concentrated a little bit more on not only the uh, NWA World of title, the 10 pounds of gold, and the National Heavyweight title, or uh, or as I'm referring to it as the, uh, the red strap. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, the women's uh, the women's division, of course, uh, which uh, I want to talk about first because uh, one of my favorite uh, women's wrestlers uh, in, in recent memory, uh, not because she chopped a fan trying to do an interview with it, uh, with her uh, wearing a Sammy Guevara shirt. Sorry, <laughs> Sammy, it's it's all canon, uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder yeah. Rosa made a debut after uh, a uh, a match that Mar- Marie Bell and I can't can't remember Ashley the Mox. Uh, Ashley Mox. It was it was a good matchup. Uh, Marty Bell uh, lost uh, to a roll up. The roll up. Yeah. Um, but it it was interesting how they introduced uh, Thunder Rosa. She literally charged past uh, the winner of the match. You would think she would attack the winner of the match and then go to Marie Bell, but they just she just charged right past her and then got into the ring and then offered her hand. And as she's offering her hands, the drums in her uh, her uh, promo just started going boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, 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 I thought boom, that was boom, pretty boom. interesting. I was like, what? I was like, that that's weird. <laughs> but I I I think. That that's definitely gonna throw a spanner into uh, Marie Bell. Uh, I like Marie. I love Marie Bell. She's a very great uh, women's talent, uh, and definitely a good. Uh, actually, not let me rephrase that. A great get for the NWA because uh, uh, she has she has a lot of talent um, in, in the athletic department. Um, in, it goes beyond the looks really a lot of people's uh thought that the fact that the wwe when they did the may on classic kind of dropped the ball with her and and i agree and i agree with her or with everything about that because i honestly thought marie bell should have been in the finals mm-hmm. um but uh uh the the dominican goddess that she is uh she is she's she's a very good wrestler i for those who haven't seen her wrestle i recommend go watch marie bell uh 
uh, wrestle uh, on YouTube or wherever her matches are available. Um, but also introducing Thunder Rosa into this, uh, into already a nice, uh, nice roster so far of women. Yeah. Um, it really does put a spanner on who's going to be the women's champion for NWA, especially with Sienna, who who has been extremely established uh, with the NWA and the uh, and TNA, of course, uh, when she was Impact champion for the women's division for about almost, I think, a year and a half. Um. But uh, I'm 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 excited because this is this is a different uh different Sienna, uh I think we're used to seeing because she's been known as the just like the the, the killer just to like um uh, to to uh, reach for the belt yeah uh but now she's the women's champion. Um, Allison K, I should say, that's her name. I keep calling her by her TNA name. Uh, but it, 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 it's definitely interesting to see what's gonna come out of this. Um. Uh, I, you know, I've always enjoyed NWA Power. There's something, uh, cool about it with its old school, new school kind of mix with it. Um, mm -hmm. I did find it interesting that Nick Aldis uh wanted to give Ricky Starks a uh a shot. Right? Am I am I um, saying this right? Ricky Starks? Yes. Yeah, right? Because he was so. like, yeah, he was like, I want to give that dude a, a shot one day and whatnot. Um the opening segment of um, you know, uh Nick Aldis coming out, Coca Banda coming out, and uh uh Eli Drake was it? Yeah, Eli Drake just popped Eli, out of Eli nowhere, Drake. man. Yeah. Um, and Eli Drake's a mystery, mystery right now. He is. I, I'm fine. I'm. I think that's. I think they're gonna use Eli Drake as kind of like that. The if it's not the question of if, uh, it's gonna happen because I, I think, I, I think the next champion is gonna be Eli Drake. Um, so you I, think I, it's the question of when? Oh, okay. Because I was gonna be like, so you think Colt is not gonna get the ten pounds of gold? No, um, oh, so no. there was a lot of confusion. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion in the match. So what, what was, uh, what was the match? Was it's a six-man tag team, which yeah. was uh, um, the NWA National Champions, James uh, Storm, James with... Storm, and the Wild Cards. Yeah, uh, they were gonna go against Ken Anderson, Colt Cabana, and Nick Aldis. And if Team Aldis wins. Hulk Cabana gets a NWA National Heavyweight Championship match, and if James Storm uh, wins, he not only does he get uh, he has to uh, drop the NWA National Heavyweight title, but uh, in order to receive the NWA World Heavyweight title, uh, which it brought a lot of confusion to people. Uh, and I think a little bit yeah. uh, to to a degree to Jim Cornette because he was trying so hard to like say it straight, but he kept botching it a little bit the first two minutes of the match, and then like as they were going through it, 
I was like, okay, I think he finally gets what, what's on the line here. Um, yeah, that, but, that was confusing uh, me too. Yeah, uh, I I I, I love that six man. That was a, that was a great six man. Um, yeah, it really was. Really fit into TV time with plenty to spare. It was like I think this week's episode was fifty four, something like that. Uh, fifty four minutes, I think it was for this week's episode. Uh, but I I love the show. It, it's uh fifty two minutes. Okay, so they had like six or eight minutes to spare. Yeah, which um, is not which is not bad. Um, which uh, I mean being episode one being fifty eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, episode three was uh forty eight twenty six, and then uh I think they said episode two was. Oh, 56 minutes. Okay, so it, it, it's interesting uh, they how, they're, how they're doing these matches because they're very fast-paced, but they they're are. also, like, fast-paced in a safe way. Definitely. Uh, Gio, what did you say? Oh, like, I think the timing of, like, the show start to vary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Overall, I do enjoy that it's in a studio setting with a small audience. Um, even though it can get a little weird at times because I'm like, you know, I want to see a bigger audience. Uh, I don't know. That's just me. But again, I love the old school mix with new school, and it's a breath of fresh air for how they're taking this uh in the direction that it is. Um, any final words? Uh, happy Halloween. I hope everyone had, had a safe one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the NWA <laughs> right now. 10 pounds <laughs> of gold. It's getting hotter. Yeah. Um, Epic, you want to say any final words? Uh, check your candy. You know, check out for needles, razor blades, uh, you know, unnecessary pills, mixtapes. Hey, and, hey, uh, hey, my mixtape is fire, okay? <laughs> Are you sure? Talk about that. Are you sure it's canon? Hold on, let me, let me ask Sammy. Sammy! <laughs> Sammy! Is it canon? He's not saying anything. He, he's, he's, t he's telling me F off. No, it's not. Well, he's only telling you <laughs> F off. You're not part of the inner circle, man. Exclusive <sighs> group. <laughs> So I got Jericho the bubbly. Side. I got him the bubbly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had I had uh, some bubbly yesterday, so you know, I was part of that. <laughs> oh wow! All right, this has been a great episode. I know we went a little bit longer uh, than usual, but um, it just felt right. Uh, this episode is canon, and this is episode four of the Square Circle podcast, hosted by Marie Shadows, and once again joined by Alpha Russ, Epic, and Geo. We wish everybody a happy Halloween. You guys might hear this in a couple of days, but either way, you know, stay safe and continue to stay safe. Um, if you like this podcast, make sure to listen to it. Uh, listen to this on Anchor, on uh, Spotify, YouTube. We are now on uh, Google, uh, Apple, uh, and some other ones, which I should probably put down in the description below. But uh, yeah. 
make sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel to uh, know when we go live. Um, and maybe later down the line, we can have more engagement and stuff like that. We'll make it more fun. Um, in the meantime, we are just four awesome people um, talking about wrestling. And we also game, too. So, yes. Uh, our next podcast will probably take place on Monday. We will try to cover the Jordan Miles thing and any other type of wrestling. But until <laughs> then, um, oh thank you guys for tuning in and listening, and we'll see you on Monday. See you Monday. Bye. Later, guys. Have a beautiful time. <laughs>